Adventures in Dippity-Doo Chapter 1 The Holidays Begin Holly and Buzz were sat at their desks near the rear of the classroom. Buzz said, Look, Holly, there's only five minutes to go. I know, said Holly. I wonder what the summer will bring. What do you think we should do first, Buzz? Well, I think we should go straight down to the woods and have a picnic near the river. That's a great idea, said Holly, but don't forget to bring your water shoes so we can go for a paddle in the river. Remember those old toys we found last year? Ah, oh, yes, said Buzz. I've still got that beat-up old car that I found. Same here, said Holly. Look, there's only about a minute left. Get ready to cheer. The school bell rang and all the children cheered with joy in anticipation of six weeks away from school. Buzz and Holly's teacher, Miss Lotus, said, Calm down, children, and let's file out through the door. And remember, have a great holiday and stay safe. The children didn't have to be told twice, and they raced through the door to be greeted by the parents. I'll see you tomorrow, Buzz, said Holly. I'll come to your house at about ten o'clock. Fantastic, said Buzz. See you then. Holly and Buzz were adventurous kids and loved being in nature and in the woods. They loved to explore Gurgle Woods, which was just down the road from where they lived. There was the main track that ran from one side of the woods to the other. This is the one that people used when they used to walk the dogs or if they were going for a walk or some people ran through there. And there was also a place to sit and have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or something to eat. That night... Buzz was laid in his bed, wondering about what adventures were about to happen. He remembered what he'd learnt at the Rugged Outdoors last year. Always let your parents know where you were going and what time you were going to be home. You should take a backpack, and that should have some food in it, some water in it, uh, a blanket. Oh, and don't forget, you should always have a whistle, so that if you got lost or you got injured... You could blow the whistle and get people's attention. Buzz fell asleep with adventure on his mind. Holly woke up bright and early the next day. She got dressed, ran downstairs, missing the last four steps like she always does because she always liked to jump. Especially when she was excited. And boy was she excited today. She couldn't wait to get to Buzz's house. She got a backpack ready, told her mum where she was going to go, got her walking staff from the shed and ran down the street. Buzz was already outside his house waiting for Holly with a big smile on his face because he knew an adventure was about to begin. He greeted his friend with a big hug and a Let's go! It didn't take them long to get to Gurgle Woods. It was literally two minutes from their houses. Holly and Buzz walked down the main track, then all of a sudden stopped, both at the same time. They looked all around them to make sure that nobody was in sight, and as soon as they were sure, they skipped off down their secret path. It was like having their own little piece of woodland. They walked for about 20 minutes and finally got to their favourite spot. The stream was really shallow here, in fact it only came up to their knees. 
the waterfall came over the top of the rocks and landed in the stream. What they liked most was the water was crystal clear and there weren't too many rocks. The two friends picked a spot directly in front of the waterfall. They dug down into their backpacks, pulled out the blankets, laid them on the floor and sat down. Buzz said, so what are we going to do first? Uh, I'm not sure, says Holly, but the first thing I'm going to do is go and see what that is glowing in the water. Ah, yeah, I see, said Buzz. Let's go and have a look. He jumped up and started wading into the stream. Uh, wait, where are you going, said Holly? It, it, it's over here. No, it isn't, said Buzz. It's over here. No, it's not, said Holly. Uh, yes, it is, said Buzz. They soon realised that there were two glowing objects in the stream. Holly took charge as she normally does. Right, you go over there and I'll go over here. Okay, said Buzz. Holly bent down and picked up a rock that was obviously broken in half. Mine's a rock, said Holly. Well, well so is mine, said Buzz. But I bet yours hasn't got writing on. Mine says D-do. Holly looked at Buzz and said, wait a minute, mine says Dipper. Oh, wow, said Buzz. The two came together to see what they had found. The rock had been split in half. One half said Dipper, the other half said Dee-Do. They looked at each other in tall and utter surprise. This is a bit weird, said Buzz. Pass me your half as well, please, Buzz. Buzz handed his half to Holly. Look, the cracked edges go together, said Holly, and it says, Dippity-doo. As Holly spoke the word, they heard a rumble over by the waterfall. What's going on, said Buzz? I'm getting a little bit scared here. Holly pointed at the waterfall and said, Look, that's definitely where the noise is coming from. What on earth is happening? They both looked at each other, backed up a little bit, and Buzz said, Get ready to run for your life. Buzz, look at that. That big slab of rock has come through the waterfall and made a gap. Now that's a bit weird, said Buzz. But I think we should go through the gap and let's see what's in there. Yeah, let's do it, said Holly. The two waded through the stream and passed under the waterfall. They were surprised to find a tunnel, and off in the distance there was a light. Being as adventurous as they are, they had to go and explore. As they got closer to the exit of the tunnel, they could see trees and bushes off in the distance. They both started to walk a little bit quicker. As they walked into the sunlight, Holly and Buzz were greeted by colour. In fact, every colour that you could think of. There were thousands and thousands of beautiful flowers. The trees were huge and the grass was so green. It was unbelievable. They'd never seen anything like it. Look, said Holly, I can see smoke off in the distance. It might be a campfire. The closer they got, the more plumes of smoke they could see coming up. Just then, someone ran past them. Well, um, uh, actually, didn't they? Uh, well, they, they bounced. Did you see that, said Holly? Oh, I sure did, said Buzz. What on earth is going on here? 
Then, off in the distance, they could see people scurrying about all over the place. Buzz, this looks like a village. There's houses all over the place. But they're built into the trees. They're not just built into the trees, said Buzz. Look up there. There's also houses built in the branches. And caves, Holly, look, over there. I didn't know this was in Gurglewood. Um, I'm not sure that it is, said Holly. The two friends walked into what seemed to be the village square. It was an amazing looking place. People looked panicked. What's going on, Holly? I don't know, Buzz, but we need to find out. Hey, who are you two? Oh, uh, uh, I'm, I'm Buzz and this is my friend Holly. We... Right, grab those boxes of apples and pears and follow me. My name's Flip. He grabbed one of the boxes under each arm and headed for one of the houses in the tree. Quick, Buzz, do as he says. We need to catch up to him. They both picked up a box and ran after Flip. They went through the open door where they could see Flip putting the boxes into a cupboard. Right, put the boxes in here, then go and sit at the table next to the window. They did as they were told, and all the while feeling a little bit scared. Once he had done everything he needed to do, Flip came over and sat at the table with Buzz and Holly. Right, said Flip, so you're Holly. Um, yes, said Holly. And you're Buzz. Yes, that's right. Flip looked out of the window and said, Well, I suppose I'd better let you know what's happening. Yes, please, said Buzz and Holly both at the same time. So this is the land of Dippity-Doo, and this is the village of... I see, said Holly, interrupting Flip. We found these two halves of stones, and when you put them together it says Dippity-Doo. No, don't do that, said Flip. Oh, it's too late. And at that, the rock merged together, and the word Dippity-Doo disappeared. Now that creates a few problems, said Flip, as he looked back through the window. He looked nervous. But, but what have I done, said Holly. You just lost your way back into your world. You weren't supposed to do that until you were ready to leave, said Flip. Uh, um, our, our world, said Buzz, looking very confused. Just then the door burst open and in came a girl. This is my sister, Slip, said Flip. He's nearly here, said Slip. She walked over to the table, leant on it and looked out of the window. So who are these two, she said. They're both outlanders, said Flip. Slip's head whipped round. These must be the two then. Did they find the rocks? Yes, said Flip. Slip looked at Holly and Buzz and then back to Flip and said, Are the two halves safe? Flip pushed the rock towards her. Oh my, that's not good, said Slip. And she looked back out of the window. Well, what did I do wrong, said Holly. I'll explain later, said Flip. Right now we need to keep looking out of the window. Look, he's here, said Slip. He's made it just in time. Who has, said Buzz. Flip looked at Holly and Buzz, smiled and said, It's Dib Dab. He's the topper of Cragwood. Topper? Cragwood, said Holly and Buzz, both at the same time. A topper is the head of a village, and our village is called Cragwood. 
I was trying to explain this to you, but look, just just watch. Dibdab strolled purposely to the middle of the square. He just looked like an ordinary person. He looked down to his side and reached down to a sheath. Holly could see something in it. What's that, said Holly? That's destiny, his wand, said Flip. Wand, said Buzz. And at that, Dibdab made swooshes and circles in the air with his wand, Destiny. Dust and leaves and debris started swirling about in the air. And then the most extraordinary thing started to happen. Vines and bushes and creepers started to grow over everything. They were covering windows, wells, doors, houses, everything that you could see. It did this until all but one house was left. This was the house that Dibdab walked into, and as he did, all the vines started to cover that house as well, until there was nothing to be seen of anything in the village, and it got darker and darker and darker in the house that they were in. It was getting so dark in Flip's house that they couldn't see a thing. But just as that was happening, Slip walked over, lit some candles and placed them around the room. Flip began to explain exactly what was going on. Every few years we get visited by the Greytacks. They troll like horrible creatures. They take our people for slaves and they're rarely seen ever again. Over thousands and thousands of years, the clans all realised that they had to use each other's skills in order to survive. So now we all live together in different villages. There's the Pippins, that's us, the Updowns, Explorers, Bright Eyes, Foragers, Whisperers, all working hand in hand to help each other. It's called teamwork. So as I said, Slip and I are fairies. Fairies, said Buzz, you haven't even got wings. Oh, God, here we go again, said Slip. Why is it that all outlanders think that fairies have to have wings? We don't need wings to fly. We just think, fly, and we fly, just like walking. Flip looked at Slip, then looked back at Buzz and Holly and said, I hope you'll forgive her. She's just really, really worried. Slip quickly raised her hands in front of her and everyone froze on the spot. Keep quiet. Look, they're here. Four Greytacks strode into the village square. Though it didn't really look like a village square right now, it just looked like an area of undergrowth. But Holly noticed that both Flip and Slip were very, very concerned. Is there a problem, says Holly. Flip looked at Holly and said, It'll take one mistake, and they'll know that we're here. That's why we're building the Citadel. It's not foolproof, but Greytacks do not like water. We'll be much safer than we are in this village. After a few minutes of searching and sniffing the air, the Greytacks moved out of the village. Right, said Slip, we need to get the team ready. She took out her wand, hit the door, and it flew open. As they walked out the door, Buzz and Holly realised that all the vines and undergrowth had disappeared. It was a village square again. 
People were walking out of their houses and greeting each other and looked very, very relieved. Holly and Buzz followed Flip and Slip through the village to a cave where husband and wife, Duffy and Aggie lived. We wondered how long it would take you to get here, said Duffy. We need to move now if we want to keep those grey tacks in sight. To track them through the woods is easy because they're so heavy they leave massive tracks. But once we get to the mountains where it's all rock, it's much more difficult to find them. Lose them and we may never find the camp. Slip explained that they needed to know where all of the grey tax camps were. That way they could keep a good eye on them. The six of them set off and followed the tracks that the grey tax had left. Holly noticed that it was starting to get dark and nudged Buzz. Buzz was already worrying about getting home. Buzz tapped Flip on the shoulder and said... Flip, I'm starting to get worried about time. Our parents will be wondering where we are. I mean, we really want to come with you and we don't want to let you down. The others just laughed. What's funny? We just don't want our parents worrying. And besides, if we're late, we won't get to come out tomorrow. Aggie smiled and said, look, don't worry. As soon as you step through the waterfall, all time in the outland world stands still. The only thing that we do need to make sure is that you're out of our world within seven days. If not, that's it. You're here forever. We'd better get on, said Duffy. We need to find somewhere to sleep for the night. After a short search, they found a tree house that was high up in the branches, but also looked easy to climb to. Once they got into the tree house, they all settled down and fell fast asleep. The next morning, Buzz and Holly woke up to tons of chatter. What's going on, says Holly? Where's Duffy, said Buzz. Aggie explained that he went out foraging for food last night and they hadn't seen him since. They feared the worst and thought that maybe the grey tax had caught him. Flip looked around the group and said, We must find Duffy and soon. It all depends on whether they've got him weighted down or not, said Aggie. Weighted down, said Holly. Aggie explained that her and Duffy were both up-downs. What's an up-down, said Holly. Aggie decided that it was far easier to show them than to explain. So Aggie crouched down and jumped. And oh boy, did she jump! She must have cleared the length of three school buses, and that was just the first jump. The second one saw a jump clean over the trees. Holly and Buzz looked at each other and said, That's amazing! We all have special powers, said Flip. We, the Pippins, can fly and use our wand, but our magic is not all that powerful. Obviously, as you saw, the up-downs can jump and bounce amazing heights and lengths. Dib-Dab is the most powerful, and the older that he gets, the more powerful he becomes. But look, we need to get our friend back. We can make plans as we walk. They decided that they need to speed up the pace so they could keep close to the grey tacks. They knew that Duffy would slow them down the best he could. And they knew that they needed to get Duffy back before they reached the grey tack camp. It was like a fortress. 
with over a hundred grey tacks there, they wouldn't stand a chance of getting Duffy back. Aggie jumped up into a huge old oak tree. After no more than thirty seconds, she signalled down to say that she could see the grey tacks and Duffy. We need to be able to get a knife to him, said Aggie. They've weighted him down and he needs to cut through those ropes. Flip and I can do that, said Slip. I can create a distraction and Flip can levitate the knife to him. Slip reached down to her sheath and pulled out her wand. It was called Dagger. She pointed the wand at an old crow and said, Duplo! The crow split into two and then into four, and then into eight, and so on, until there was thousands of crows all sat in the same tree. Then she pointed the wand at the crows. She flipped her wrist and said, Flightum Distractor, and pointed the wand at the grey tacks. The crows flew towards the grey tacks. It was working, the grey tacks were surrounded by crows. It was just like a dark cloud over them. They were trying to knock them out the way, but there was just too many. Flip levitated the dagger by saying, Levitat, and pointing over to Duffy. The dagger quickly flew across to Duffy, who cut the ropes and jumped like he had never jumped before. By the time the crows had flew away from the grey tacks, Duffy was with the others and they were running like the wind under their feet, heading back towards Cragwood and safety. They had been lucky this time, but this may not always be the case. They had to be on their guard. It was going to take about a day to get back to Cragwood and Flip decided it was time to tell the two outlanders how they were going to get back home. So when they sat down around the campfire for the night, Flip explained everything. In our world, there's a wonderful little creature called an Elmog. It's about the size of a medium-sized dog. But instead of having hair, it has scales like a dragon. The Elmogs shed the skin every few weeks, and there's lots of magical things that could be made using that skin. The only drawback is that the skins are quite hard to find and we need Dibdab to charge the magic. So using the Elmog skin, we need to make an incantation scroll for both of you. That way you can come backwards and forwards from your world to ours or ours to yours without a problem. Now there's something that you need to know. Not everybody can find the magical rocks. It can't be three people, it can't be four. It has to be two. And they must be the best of friends with true hearts and most importantly, loyalty. And if you didn't have those attributes, the stones would not have glowed and showed themselves to you. You have been chosen to help us in a big quest. Now what that quest is, we don't know yet. But it will reveal itself in due course. Holly and Buzz were just trying to take all this in, but they were really proud of themselves, and to think that the stones would only reveal themselves to people who were best friends, true of heart, and loyal. 
Just then, off in the distance, they could see a figure walking towards them. And as they drew closer, they could see that it was Dibdab. Dibdab purposely walked over to the fire, sat down on a stump, took his shoes off and started to warm his feet. After a few seconds, he raised his head and looked around the group. Well, it looks like you are the chosen ones. You are the sentinels. 